Okay. Ready. All right. Someone else got to intro this time. I just I can't. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to an emergency episode of the Newt News Podcast. You know, normally we're weekend recorders, but so much has happened this week that we just can't help ourselves. Um, so we're back. It's dire times in Cardinal Nation. So I'm sure everybody knows by now. But for those of you that are wondering, yesterday, uh, which I guess, gosh, would have been Monday, November 20th, the Cardinals signed Lance Lynn to a one-year $10 million deal with a club option. Um, a lot of people got upset, but I rationalized, right, because I hold most water. Um, and I was like, okay, I see, I see where this is going. And then today on Tuesday, November 21st, 2023, the Cardinals inked Kyle Gibson to a one-year $12 million deal with a club option uh, for the 2025 season. So now they have filled out two of those rotation spots with aging pitchers who both had ERAs at or near five. It's uh, it's not great in Cardinals Nation right now. There's no, not it's not. Uh, it's just yesterday I was like, oh, Lance Lynn, that's fun. He'll be our number five starter. And today we're like, oh, Kyle Gibson, I guess he'll be our number five starter. So it just keeps getting worse every day. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like yesterday when they signed Lynn, I was like, at first I was like, what the heck? But then it's like, okay, a five starter – He's an upgrade over Wainwright. He's going to give you innings. Lynn can strike guys out, so, like, that's kind of nice. And then the Kyle Gibson. Like, yeah. Uh, I just – I'm – I'm, Mo, I tried, man. I tried to believe – I believed you. You you two talk differently. I always believe him. Ownership talk differently. I was like, you know what? And I said this. I didn't say it would happen, but I said, okay, they're being – they're acting different, which is nice. And at the end of the day, we have to judge them on their actions. So February could roll around. It is only Thanksgiving in their action. They could have Yamamoto. They could have gray and glass now. Who knows? But right now it's a flat out F. Like they learned the LeBron lessons. They thought they needed more innings and that was it. And I'm sure they know it's more than that. But if this is their plan is just to fill all the innings they lost I'm, they're going to be back in the same place next year. I mean, maybe they're a little bit better because they had a lot of weird things happen. But like, what are they doing? And Mo, Mo's not. Mo has two years left in his contract. I don't know what. Like, what's the urgency here? I just, I'm dumbfounded. I can't believe. I, I, I'm so mad. But I'm also. I just. I, I can't. I can't wrap my my mind around this being the answer. Like, this is by far the most underwhelming offseason they've ever had. If this is what they're doing, even if they get Sunny Gray, that's a D. That is a D at best. <sighs> Someone else talk. I don't even. I think, okay, if you want to hear, like, you know, I, I've got a couple ways to look at this. Most of them are negative. There's an argument that this is like these signings are worse than the Adam Wainwright contract last year. Sure, it's a little bit cheaper than what they paid Wainwright. But Adam Wainwright, coming out of the 2022 season, there was no reason to suspect that he would be that bad this year, okay? I'm looking at his baseball reference page right now, um, but he gave you between 2021 and 2022, he averaged about 197 innings, 198 innings. 
um, of 335 ERA baseball. He was 371 in 2022. He had a rough end of the season, but he attributed it to an injury, and the Cardinals training staff seemed to back him up on that. Um, and so that didn't look that bad at the time. I figured, great, it's Wainwright. He's old, but he's been old for years. Um, why now? So he's probably going to be four, maybe three, nine, um, still throw about 200 innings. Then, you know, the wheels fell off and it was terrible. Um, but Lance Lynn last year, like there's an argument to say he might've already had that season. Lance Lynn's 37. Um, and last year he pitched to an ERA of 573 in 183 innings. He had a lot of strikeouts, but I mean, that's terrible. That is far worse than Adam Wainwright was at any point in his career, even that disastrous first half in 2019. So, I mean, that's really, really bad. And Kyle Gibson lacks the best thing about Lance Lynn, the track record. Kyle Gibson last year, 473 in 192 innings. The year before, 505 in 167 innings. The year before, injured, only got 69 innings out of him, and he had a 509 ERA. I mean – that's terrible. So, gosh. And he, he's only had, like, the people that say one good year about Sonny Gray really only has one good year about Kyle Gibson. I mean, it's just very, very frustrating. And this really does seem to rule out any of our offseason ideas, which had the Cardinals getting a little bit creative, really going for it in 2024. This feels like if nothing else happens – this is a team that's just trying to survive 2024 and you could see them sell off pieces. This is the first time I've ever actually thought, wow, they might trade Paul Goldschmidt. Yeah. Uh, legitimately. I, I think I said that before pre-show, like they're, they're at a point now where <clears throat> if they don't, again, it's, it is, it's not even Thanksgiving. So things could be different. Um, I'll talk about Yamamoto in a minute. I do think there are some signs today from the press conference that he's a real target. Um, but even if you get Sonny Gray and then I don't know, Michael Waka, I don't know. Like, I mean, you got like at this point, Mo four was star. even committal to four starters. Like, four he was, star. you need four. Yeah. Cause that was my like immediately when I saw this, I was like, okay, the only way this works is if Kyle Gibson and Lance Lynn are fighting for the five and you have innings there, you get two more top guys. And Mo kind of shot that down. He, he wasn't, not totally. And again, he, I mean, just a few weeks ago, he said Joe McEwing was the bench coach, and now it's Daniel Descalso, which also I called that. So there, there's a little, a uh, little tidbit there. Um, but I just, if they, even if they just get Sonny Gray or they get Yamamoto, there's a chance they're sellers of the deadline again. Like you said, Sandy Goldschmidt's on the move. Oh, no, I don't want to be surprised if Nolan Arenado's on the move. No. I don't think he's going to be a part of this. So. <laughs> I don't know. That's why I'm like, the more I talk about it, the more I'm frustrated about the current stance, but like, again, February, when February comes, we'll know what this team looks like. So like, who cares what it looks like right now? If it looks better in February. Sure. But I just, where it is right now, I don't see it at all. And I, but again, to my point that I, I don't get how they go into February with this being the option. They can't, I don't. And I, I don't know how they convince themselves of this. Yeah, exactly. So I, I have a hard like. It feels weird to be optimistic right now, but like, in some ways, the fact that they already got two low end guys that are just this low end makes me think like, they have to know this isn't going to work. Um, and if they don't, then I don't know what to say anymore. This front office just doesn't get it. 
Yeah, I mean, my ideal plan had Sonny Gray at, at the first spot in the rotation. And I think coming into the, the offseason, they were trying to get at least two or three starters that were better than Michaelis and Matt. So far, they've gotten zero starters that are better than Michaelis and Matt's. Um, so if Sonny Gray is, is the guy that they sign and that's it, uh, wrap on the offseason, that, that's unacceptable. There's no way that you can go into next season with Sonny Gray, Miles Michaelis, Steven Matz, and then Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson at four and five. That just yep. doesn't work. So even if they got Yamamoto, I feel like that's still a bit of a push. And they're probably at that point going to reload for 2025 with a better free agent pitching class, which is – fine if they want to go out and say that but they're not i don't want ownership at the start of the offseason to say that hey we're not going to have a repeat of next season when if even if they sign yamamoto are probably going to have a repeat of next uh, last season so yeah i I just don't know it's not fine like you're wasting valuable years of control you have one of the better young cores in all of baseball between lars newbar Brandon Donovan, Nolan Gorman, Jordan Walker. You don't just waste this time. That's ridiculous. The idea that the Cardinals wouldn't try to win in 2024 when you have aging Paul Goldschmidt, Wilson Contreras, who knows how long he can stay behind the plate. You already have Herrera hopefully getting more leeway back there. But, like, these guys are old. Nolan Arenado is still in his prime, but, like, he's not going to be in his prime in a few years. You don't waste these years. Mm-hmm. This is this is when the Cardinals make the playoffs. Like this is supposed to be the window. The window mm-hmm. is open right now. Pry it open. Do not shut it. And yeah. you'll be artificially shutting the window, like intentionally doing it to just do this and call it a day. Mm-hmm. Also, I just really want to ask, like, how much better are these guys than Kloffenstein and Thompson? Like, in all in all honesty, Kloffenstein was great at AAA last year. Why not just run him out there? Because if you, if you say it's a PR issue, the PR from this is worse. And you yeah. just wasted $22 million. That's a lot of money. And like, yeah, I'm going to say you wasted it right now because that's how it feels. The Cardinals threw $22 million at two guys who had a combined, like an average ERA of 5.26 last year. Yeah, it's it just, it's ridiculous because like, if this was 2020 or 2021 or 2019 when they had all these issues of actually more 2020 and 2021 when they like literally didn't have enough innings to go around where Oviedo was being pulled up from double A was getting rocked like that's when you make the John Lester and the J.A. half because it's it like worked. you you had to get those innings they especially at the deadline they built out the triple A rotation they built out the depth you have Matthew Libertor, you have Zach Thompson, you have Drew Brom, you have um, Coffinstein, you have Graceffo, you have McGreevy. Like, you have the options. So signing two guys to a one-year deal tells me you are not confident that any of those guys can step up, or maybe you're like, one of them can. So, I mean, I guess they're like, okay, we don't want Michaelis to go down or Matt's to go down, and now we're relying on two of them in the rotation. But that's why you sign one of those guys. And then Again, they've shown they can make those deadline deals where they go out and get a fifth starter if they need to. So, like, I don't know why you waste all this money to do it right now. But before, I'm, I'm, we have a we have a lot more we can just rant about. But I want to throw in two maybe more positive lines in here real quick. So from the press conference, which masterclass PR by Mo, because just really making the reporters in there feel great. But um, gonna just leave that to the side for a minute. Um, he did like he did say they haven't really explored the trade market too much yet, and that's something they're gonna be doing in the coming weeks. 
they continue to be linked to Tyler Glass now. They continue to be a top suitor for Dylan Cease. Like the Mariners, things real. The Marlins are re- like they, they could end up with Jesus Cesardo or Dylan Cease what? or Tyler Glass now. Like again, there's other options besides just Sonny Gray Yamamoto on the market. Oh no. Um, Cardinal sign Wilking Rodriguez to a minor league deal with a non-roster invite. You made me so excited. You jerk. Breaking, breaking news. <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> I was like, Sonny Gray. <laughs> no. Uh, that's amazing. <laughs> well, Kyle, I saw Kyle Reese tweet something about earlier, and I was like, did they? And then didn't see anything. So, okay. There, there we go. So, um, nice. They have looking Rodriguez. Um, so, they could trade for a starter um, or the Yamamoto thing. So, if you haven't listened to the most press conference yet, I, I recommend it, I guess. But I also think you're going to get really mad. So there's that. Um, but again, it, Mo and no no general manager is really going to commit to things. They're not going to go out there and say, we're going to do this or that. But the way he danced around the Yamamoto questions makes me think they're a real player there. Um, so he was asked directly about, from Derek Gold about Yamamoto. He didn't use his name, but he said, hey, there's a star pitcher coming from Japan. Talked about all the ways they prepared themselves to be in the sweepstakes. And Mo kind of danced around and saying, yeah, they typically go to the coast. They typically like the bigger markets, but we'll see if someone's interested. Again, that's kind of like that feels like Mo doing the posturing thing of like, I'm not going to deny it, but I'm also really not going to feed into it. Then someone else asked him about paying $200 million for a player, and he shot down that question. He wouldn't answer it, and he said, um, it depends on if a player wants to play here. Then another person asked him it and said, if they want to play in St. Louis, will you consider making a deal like that? And he said, it depends on the terms, all that kind of stuff. So again, a little bit of weird, like, okay, he's not confirming, not denying. And then he was asked again later about the Japanese market and if the pitchers really can translate over, how how much should we take stock in a low one ERA? And he said, yeah, our analytics department has done a really good job of that. We're confident in our evaluation. So, again, also, when you looked and thought about a, a off season where they go and get Yamamoto, this kind of makes sense. We're like, it never really made sense if in a budget world that they were going to sign gray they were going to trade for glass now do something big like that and sign yamamoto i always kind of felt like if they go and get yamamoto that probably means they lowball the other starters so that could be the path now do i don't think yamamoto gibson lynn fixes things i think that's awesome you get yamamoto in 2025 and beyond you're a better team but 2024 you still need a number two starter but i i would say i'm in a weird way, the door's cracking even more open in my head that they're trying for Yamamoto. It doesn't mean he wants to come here. And Mo kept saying that in the press conference. Players have to want to come to St. Louis. But that's the thing. So, again, Sonny Gray, still real. Us in Atlanta, Cardinals in Atlanta, I feel like the two landing spots. Yamamoto, I feel like, is real. Trade market's real. But right now. If, if only Max Scherzer ever wanted to come here. Gosh. You know. What a shame. What a shame. I never wanted that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like the fact that they didn't mention Yamamoto by name kind of makes me skeptical. Like, I'm not going to believe a word the front office says because right now if they're looking at pitchers from Japan, then as far as I'm aware, they're they're looking at Shota Imanaga and Trevor Bauer, which is not who I want to sign at all. Like, those two guys don't fix anything. Um, but – 
I don't know. If they signed Yamamoto, I would be kind of excited, but they would also have to go out and get somebody else. Yeah. I mean, I think if these are two of four pitchers, like if you watched our last episode, I'm I'm clearly all about volume. I don't hate it if these are two of four pitchers, right? Like yeah. if these guys battle for the fifth spot, that's fine with me. And then the loser gets to go be an overpaid long man, and that's fine. Like Kyle Gibson's a very good long man, very good piggyback guy. And like if you're still talking about Tyler Glasnow needing somebody else to fill in sometimes because he's not super durable, fine. Let Kyle Gibson pitch for Glasnow. Like that, that's fine as long as he's going to be healthy at the end of the season. But you have to add two more starters if you want to win in 2024. You're just this is not it. This doesn't fit. And and yeah, like Josh kind of mentioned some of those early Cardinals teams that patched their rotations this way. And like the Cardinals did this for a long time. They they kept extending Wainwright. They added Lester and Hap and LeBlanc. And for some reason, it worked every time. And so should I doubt Mo? Maybe not. Like maybe it is enough. Maybe the defense is good. And like I'm, I, we look like idiots next October. And the Cardinals – win a really bad central division with 87 games or something like that and it's like wow cardinals are here and they're going to play a wild card series and they might not have the pitching to go deep into october but they got there like maybe maybe the cardinals teams of old you know that comes back but after 2023 when they tried that and it failed epically like they brought back old adam wainwright and they said this is it we're running it back and it didn't work it's really hard to believe again I want that. I want this to be the case. Like I want to be wrong and I want the infield defense to be a vacuum again. I want to see gold gloves all around the diamonds, but like what if Nolan Arenado just isn't as good defensively as he used to be? I, I think Mason wins a big upgrade. I think Nolan Gorman takes a step forward. I think the outfield defense is better. If Victor Scott plugs in, I think the Cardinals can look like the Brewers did last year. albeit <laughs> minus some of that top end pitching. Yeah, but uh, it's really hard to believe after just how much went wrong last year. Yep. And you think I they mean, just looked at the 84 win Diamondbacks, they got to the World Series with like Brandon Fott as their number three, and they're like, oh, okay, we can do that too. But uh, I mean, I'd rather Brandon Fott is my number three right now. Like, yeah, I, they I mean, they at least had Zach Gowan and Mariel and Kelly. Like, that's that was the model they needed to do. They needed to go out and get their Gallon and Kelly, but they got their Gibson and Lynn. <laughs> what? Oh, it's really frustrating. I just, I think the like, honestly, like again, maybe, maybe sit down and there's other ways to figure out. Unless they stretch the budget a little bit, I don't know. The best, the best case scenarios are you get Yamamoto and then you just figure it out. You get Gray and you figure it out, which that's not enough. I love Gray, but Gray Gibson Lynn's not enough. Or you get Gray. Or or glass now. I don't think you can get both at this point. You I think you money. can. I think you can get both of them still. Possibly. I mean, maybe they'll convince themselves they've spent all this one year money, so they'll take an uptick in twenty twenty four budget and then tr- tr- trickle well, it down a little bit. Let's um, do some quick math, real quick. Yeah. Right. The budget we worked <laughs> with was sixty two million dollars. Let's pretend the Cardinals are still working with that. Yeah, that's fair. Subtract twenty two. You have forty to work with. What what are O'Neill and Edmund put together? That's like 13. Yeah, that's, that's 12 or 12 and a half, I think. Okay. So now if you get rid of both those guys, which is a stretch, I'm not saying the Cardinals are definitely going to do that, but I think O'Neill 
is gone. Yeah, O'Neal's gone. You, you have $52 million again. That's enough to give you Gray, Glasnow, and two relievers still. Like, there's still money to play with. Yeah, because at that point, too, you've got – if you get Gray and Glasnow, then you're – I mean, unless injuries happen in spring training, you're forcing a Gibson, you're forcing a Lynn, you're forcing a Mats into the bullpen. So that's actually – that could be one of your bullpen arms, too. goes to that swingman argument. Um, so yeah, that's true. There is a scenario they could do that. They, but it's just that's the other thing too. Like when we're doing these off seasons, back in my mind, I'm kind of like, when does Mo make that many moves? Like he's usually kind of like, I make three or four moves. So like that's another thing too. It's gonna be out of character for the front office if they like make five or six different acquisitions, trades, free agents. But I mean, I do think there's a scenario where they sign a guy and they trade for Glass now. I think it's I, I'd probably say it's more likely either trade for Glass now and then trade for a controllable arm like Gilbert or Luzardo or Cease, who are cheaper than you sign then you get two high end salaries now, but maybe they do. Or I, I just I like what do you guys think? Is there any shot they don't start opening day with someone at least in Sunny Gray's tier? Like is there a chance no. they run out Michael Waka? No. Like I don't think so. No, because but. it's the same thing last year with the catcher. There had to be a catcher. Yeah. Like, could the Cardinals have, like, to themselves justified, like, just rolling with Kisner and Herrera? Yeah. But, like, there had to be a catcher. So, no matter what was happening, it was clear that if they didn't get Murphy, they were going to pivot, and it wasn't going to be Zunino. Like, there was – I was I was worried. But at the same time, it was like there had to be something. And there has to be a starter. Like, they have to add one. They need you to add about, like ticket pricing too, right? And like they yeah. want to sell more tickets. And I don't think Lance Lynn or Kyle Gibson sells any tickets. No. I'm not going to games to watch them play. And I don't think Sonny <laughs> Gray really does that either. So like if you're not going after a Yamamoto or Blake Snell, yeah, I know you're gonna buy a jersey, but I don't think most Cardinal fans are buying a Sonny Gray jersey when it comes out. I so, will <laughs> but like Yamamoto, I feel like is the only guy with Blake Snell, even I, I don't I don't think Blake Snell is a great fit here. I guess you just got all those innings out of the way. Yeah, line, so I would maybe. say Blake Snell makes more sense now. <laughs> I don't like that, though. <laughs> like, Yeah. I mean, it depends on – like, there was a one point, it's like early – I feel like when we talked early on about contracts, like, you were thinking – like, it seemed like Snell – it was Yamamoto, Snell. Like, Snell was going to get the most second most money. He's potentially going to get six, seven years. He's potentially going to get 30 million. Now it feels like it's like the five-year 26 million, 27 million range, 25 – like that's not bad for a guy with no. that much talent. Yeah. I prefer I prefer Yamamoto. I probably prefer Gray. Um, I prefer Gray. I much but, prefer Gray. Um, but I mean, I would get it. And honestly, in some ways, like like I heard Ben Fredrickson talking about this the other day. That was a good point. That you can't, or maybe it was uh, it was Derek Gould. I think he's like you can't get mad at them for signing Blake Snell when we also have been saying you finally need to go get a guy with strikeout stuff and is it just so it's like I mean I do think you, just because you need that doesn't mean you you revert too much to the side of the pendulum but like I can't be upset if they went and got Snell but I also I just would rather them I mean if they got Blake Snell like I would like watching him pitch in St. Louis I mean yeah. I can't say that I wouldn't I don't know I think this tells you that Either the Cardinals – okay, so assuming they still want to win in 2024. Like, assuming. I'm throwing rebuild out the window. I don't yeah. think – I don't think they can rebuild. Which, uh, at the winter at the GM meetings, Derek Gould asked Moselock if there's a scenario. He said there's no scenario. Yeah, so, like, there's they, – they can't. They just, they just can't. It doesn't work. The windows don't line up. We don't have enough young, young, raw talent. We have too much developed talent. It doesn't work. 
Yep. But so assuming that's out the window, either they really believe in this offense coming alive, either they think like, wow, the Cardinals are going to score six runs a game and they're going to slug and they're going to get on base. And so all you need to do is get the run prevention under control. You don't have to dominate, but it has to be better than last year where you could give up 12 on a given night and lose 12-8. Like you need to be able to win 8-6 is what, or they just don't believe in that upper level depth, which doesn't make any sense to me because Reversa and Kloffenstein in particular were so good down the stretch with Memphis. Like they were really, really good to the people that like got a chance to watch them, like eye-opening stuff, especially at a Reversa who seems to be ahead of schedule, like how much worse is Reversa plus Klofenstein than Kyle Gibson? Be honest. Like how much worse is that pitcher? Yeah. I don't get why they went out and spent, what was it? $22 million with two $1 million buyouts in 2025, which is ridiculous. I don't know why you gave that in the contract, but um, I mean, I guess if they pitch well, but I don't think they, they will with <laughs> track record, but um you can go out you can go to the angels get griffin canning for nothing and then you can go to the mets you can get jose quintana for nothing and then you can you can patch those last two rotation spots with internal options and guys who maybe don't eat as many innings but also don't cost that much money like i don't i really don't get it yeah i could also see like they could do shane bieber like mm-hmm. that helps it's that's like a three starter to me but it's better than michaelis i think i think people are a little low on bieber like i think we're i low on bieber. yeah i i mean like you have some people like jim bowden who still think he's an ace which i'm like all right yeah no um but i don't think he's bad um could bieber he, come here though and and like return to form and be awesome yeah i mean last year even with diminished stuff he was a cy young candidate so like i just I mean, you don't want to bank on him as your best starter, but Absolutely. so yeah. there's still options, still Thanksgiving. I just got to keep telling myself that uh, Thursday's Thanksgiving, guys. A lot to be thankful for on the offense. Let's just think about that. Let's just think about all the home runs we're going to see from Nolan Arenado and Nolan Gorman and Paul Goldschmidt. Cody Bellinger and Teoscar Hernandez coming soon. That was such a day. Da- that was a terrible take. That was so oh bad. God. I was like, does she know what she's talking about? But whatever. Um, <laughs> do we at least agree with this, right? It has to be four starters now. Yeah. It, I yeah, mean, we'll have just, six starting pitchers. We'll have six starting pitchers if that, if that happens, which is the same as we did last year. So, I mean, I don't know. I'd say the only pass, the only pass. Well, like, I don't know if it should even pass. The only reason I could see like, okay, only three is that they do Yamamoto because it's just so not Cardinals that like, I still think you need another starter, but like you just went and got Yamamoto. Like, uh, I'll give you your flowers, John Mosellock, if you can pull that off. Um, but then I, mean, I would just, it, I would just say, I was gonna say, I would just look at these two moves, yeah. but like, why the heck did you assign these two guys when you could have waited out the market? Because I guess, I mean, in his head, he's probably like, like it is fair. Like, at some point, if you wait, if you wait too long and these depth options leave the market, even though I think there'd be plenty left, and you miss on Yamamoto, then you're kind of screwed. So, like, I don't know. Like, I'm going to stop defending him. I mean, how much more did Michael Walker cost, though? And how much more is Seth Lugo? Yeah, but those are like, multi-year deals. I think that's part of it, too. I guess. Like, I think I, I think part of this, too, is, like, they like they have – they've done a 
they keep blocking pitching talent. Like they keep blocking yeah. guys from getting opportunities, why? which is why I don't get why you had two of these guys. So I, I get why they don't want to give out a bunch of multi-year contracts to the back end guys. Again, when you already have Mats and Michaelis under contract for 2025 too. Um, but what do, what do you guys think of the odds right now? Like what would you put the odds are that Paul Goldschmidt's a Cardinal next August? 60, I, I like 50%. I'd I'll, probably go, put, I'll go 65, 70. Yeah. Honestly, I might even say, I might say like 80. Cause I just, I think the Cardinals are a lot like me in the sense of they really care about the sentimental stuff like that. Yeah. And like, let's be real. Paul Goldschmidt's going to the hall of fame. Let's like be real. Sentimental stuff. Paul Goldschmidt hasn't won anything except an MVP. Like what, what do you want from like, an, an MVP is a big deal. And he won it in St. Louis. A lot of players get to the hall without ever winning one of those awards, right? Yeah. Goldschmidt passed the war thresholds he needs to pass. The counting stats are pretty good. The rate stats are great. Also, he's well known look, as a premier defender. Like, if you look at like the teams he's played on too, he's only really played on one kind of good team. It was the 2022 Cardinals. Like, yeah, the team that made the NLCS should not have been there. No, and then they missed the playoffs. And I mean, they made the playoffs in 20, but whatever. And then they missed the playoffs this year. Yeah. And 2021 was weird. Like they were, like, uh, like you think we always forget. Like 2021 was a mess, and then they just went on that crazy run that kind of fixed it. So yeah. like. I don't really blame Goldschmidt for not winning here. No, I don't blame Goldschmidt for not winning anywhere. Arizona refused to put anything around him for the better part of a decade. And then the Cardinals have tried to add pieces, but like besides Arenado and like the young offensive pieces, it's been really hard. So yeah, I think, but I think Goldschmidt's going to the hall of fame. I think most people agree that he's a future hall of famer. (laughs) There's a very good chance he gets up near 70 war. Those guys don't miss. Um, And like, is he going in as a Cardinal? I think probably. He's been to the playoffs more with the Cardinals. I think he's well-recognized as a Cardinal now. He won his MVP here. Like, I think the Cardinals see value in that. I think they want him to retire with the organization. I think they want him to be here after he retires. He's a great presence. Everybody loves him. He seems to love St. Louis from what I've seen. Like, he he's very engaged in the community. So, I think they care about that. And I think he cares about that. And I don't think he wants to leave either. So I think that's like, but I, again, I don't want to pretend to be in a player's head. But I mean, if, I they, if they just go out and sign Sonny Gray and add Michael Walker, then that's not enough. He's getting traded or the organization is going to make a mistake. They could recoup so much value if they just traded him. But could they really recoup so much value though? Like, let's be real. What does Paul Goldschmidt <laughs> actually get you at the deadline as a rental? He's probably the best hitter on the market who's not named Shohei Otani this offseason. Like, but if like, you want does... to entertain offers for him. But they're not going to trade him before the right. season. Yeah. which There's I have a to 0% think... chance he's not with the Cardinals on opening day. I, it's always a weird game to play waiting till the deadline. But there are some times where you wait till the deadline and you get even more than you would in the offseason because someone's so desperate to add – an ace. I feel like that happens with pitching more, but like even a bat, like if Goldschmidt's far and away the best bat on the market and there's a team that wants to make the world series push, like you could potentially get a top 20 prospect in baseball. Cause someone's desperate. Like I, I just like really don't see it. I don't see it either. Yeah. I don't see it happening, but like, I, I like if you wait till the deadline, maybe, but even like Nolan Arenado, like, I don't think you get a ton for him either because no, the, the contract. contract's really big. He's fairly but, paid. He's not on a bargain. Yeah. So well, and, and also one more thing with Goldschmidt, if Goldschmidt's far and away the best bat on the market, this is a market that probably includes Juan Soto, 
this is a market that includes a lot of really good players, then the Cardinals are probably really good. <laughs> like, I think if Goldschmidt has another, like, serious all-star MVP caliber season, like, the Cardinals are probably, if not really good, they are not as bad as they were last year. Mm-hmm. And then they're not trading him. Yeah, because at this point, too, like, I mean, again, we're assuming they're going to add Sonny Gray or someone like that at least. And then I I would be pretty confident Stephen Matz is a, pretty, is a better pitcher. Like, he sneakily could be, a, like, worthy of being a number three starter this year. Miles Michaelis, again, he's 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 had good seasons, so I would I, I just don't think he's going to be that bad again. And then you get innings on the back end, the bullpen's hopefully a little bit better, and then I do think the offense underachieved the second half. Like, I could see the path to being – already being in the 80 wins category, and that – I mean, like, it was a I, – I think the NL is better going into 2024, but, like, people said that this year, that pretty much they gifted the spots to the Mets, the Padres, and the Cardinals, but they all fell off. Um, but I, I mean – Again, what was it? Eighty-four wins the Pirates made in, or Pirates uh, Diamondbacks made it on. So like, you don't really even have to hit ninety wins to get a wild card. So maybe that's what they're doing. But I just don't. I just think the Cubs are gonna be better. I think Diamondbacks will be back. Dodgers will be better. I think the Giants will be better. Uh, obviously, the Brewers fall off. The Phillies, the Braves. I think the Mets will be better. I think the Padres will be better. Like, yeah, I don't know. But I think you just have to win the division and like. <laughs> I don't know. I'm talking like Mo right now, but Steven Matz, th- listen to this. In the last three seasons, Matz has thrown 300 innings and his FIP is 378. Like 2021, 150 innings, 378. 2022, 50 innings. Everyone thought he sucked, but 379. And then this year, it was 375 in 100 plus. So, like, for all of the hoopla and talk about him, oh, he needs to be in the bullpen. Like, he's terrible. Mats is fine. Mats is doing everything the Cardinals paid him $11 million to do. Like, is he a three? Maybe. Do the Cardinals enter this year with a two, three threes, and a four? Like, is that fine? It might win some games. And the, the old teams did it, and it worked. You know? It's not going to work in October, but it might work until then. Yeah, which I think that's another thing for most press conference. People are kind of like, are you thinking about October? And he kept saying that you have to get there first. You do. Which is true. But, you know, I would also, (laughs) I think you have a pretty good shot getting there with Sonny Gray and um, And Yamamoto Yamamoto at the top or Sonny Gray and Tyler Glass on the top of your rotation and not freaking Kyle Gibson and Lance Lynn. But that's just me. It's just me. Lance Lynn's just like the rest of this team in the sense of like, he has a good track record, had a terrible 2023 season. So, I mean, if you're work, if you're yeah. counting on bounce backs for everybody else, you might as well throw them in that basket too. Yeah. I mean, I mean they, they couldn't last 10 minutes without someone from the 2011 roster on the team. So I guess you had to bring him back. <laughs> so I don't know. <clears throat> and Descalso's back. So, you know, getting the old gang back together. I do think like, uh, I mean, Mo said in, you know, shouldn't bank on this being what helps you, but he had like Lance Lynn with a chip on his shoulder. I think that kind of guy pitches pretty well. I think Kyle Gibson's fine. So yeah. Yeah. I think it's fine. I think they're better than the guys that were in those spots last year. Like Kyle Gibson is more exciting to me than Dakota Hudson. 
And Lance Lynn is more exciting to me than Woodford Wayno. Not more exciting at the time. Wayno, I thought, would be fine. But the two of them put together and what they did, yeah, Lance Lynn will be better than that. He's not going to run a 770 ERA. Yeah. I guess the one the one thing that's kind of like I don't know about is that like outside of Wainwright, like is Gibson and Lynn, like one of them I think is more dependable than Woodford, Hudson, all that kind of stuff. But like the two of them for $20 million, is wow. that really that much better than getting bringing back Hudson and Woodford at five, four million combined? Like honestly, like if they're thinking that kind of depth thing, I would rather them not non-tender those two, we kept them and signed one of these guys. But Again, with especially when you've coughed seen Rom, Libertor, Graceffo, Thompson, opinion. like you just have all yeah. these fifth options. There are so many like back of the rotation arms crowded at the top of the minor league system. And it doesn't look like they want to trade them right now. You just acquired a ton. Like if you're not going to try it out, I don't know. I don't know why they block the pitching. I don't know why they always seem to block the prospects. Like this is such a St. Louis thing to do in the sense of you have a guy that's ready and then you refuse to play him. Gentlemen, where's the where's the sound? Oh, wait, that's so short. Paul Dunn is nearing a deal with the Chicago White Sox. You guys get me so excited. And then it's like that. That's so annoying. <laughs> oh, no. Is that really better than Tim Anderson? Last year it was. Hey, I don't think they're trying to be good. So, okay. <laughs> Dylan C. St. Louis? No, I give don't me, know. Just give me Sonny Gray. Just let me be happy. <laughs> How about both? Uh, uh. Also, I'm kind of like that Wilkin Rodriguez. It was kind of a meme earlier, but like, I kind of like that he's on a minor league contract because. I mean, he's got the stuff to be a bullpen arm if they want it. So, like, it's nice that they just – like, I like when they shoot those darts at really, like, cheap contracts for reliever because if it doesn't work out, whatever, you wasted yeah. a minor league contract on him. Yeah. Rather than one year – I mean, I mean, I still would be good with one year $8 million toward a guy, but, like, I mean, that eats into the money they need to use still. So, like, I like that they got a really cheap option like that if needed. So, I'm more inclined at this point to say figure it out in the bullpen. <laughs> And sign two more starters. Or oh, trade. a thousand percent. Like I don't, I don't really care what they do to the bullpen now. I don't know. I just think like, I, I really do. I will say this. <laughs> I think if you replay the 2023 season, give the Cards the exact same roster. Let's just go back in time. I think 95 percent of the time it's better. Like I really do think the 2023 Cardinals hit a bottom five percentile outcome. I don't think most people would argue with that. I think in a normal season, Gorman's not hurt. Like Donovan doesn't, his season doesn't end in drop. <clears throat> Newbar mm. gets to play more games. O'Neill, who's always hurt, isn't quite that hurt. Like the injuries they had, Matt's, his season getting interrupted and then ending, and Romero's season ending early when he looked so good. Helsley missing every single bit of the season until September. Like, I think it's better than that 95% of the time. Yeah. Just, I guess the question is how much better? Is yes. it most of the time? Is it like a mid eighties win team? Is it a low eighties win team? Is it a high eighties? I think it's team? a mid to high eighties win team. Most of the time. I think your 50th percentile outcome was probably like 86 wins. I think you're probably right. Especially if like it's under the assumption, then they probably add at the deadlines. They're not, obviously they're not trading away Montgomery and guys. Maybe like they're that. a little bit better in that case then. 
yeah maybe that team wins even more games i just think there there's well that i i I think with the certainties, they had a 95th percentile outcome. I think I'm maybe saying the pitching, though, like, yeah, they had a 99 or 100 percentile outcome of how bad it could have been. But I also don't know how many scenarios you get Jack Flaherty and Michaelis and Mats and Montgomery and Wainwright all giving them what they needed or even three of them. Like, they really well, just got Montgomery. Yeah, you just, I so, mean... Even if you got two or three, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So maybe maybe like half the time it works out with the pitching. Yeah, and the offense I think is better ninety nine percent of the time. Yeah, that one Anderson I'm like Edward, so fluky. Yeah, I can't. I don't like. We've talked about this before. I don't. I'm not a subscriber to the arguments that the pitching or the hitting was the problem. And the the bats are fine. The bats are great. They're more than good enough, and they're going to get better. They're young bats. So yeah. Anything else, guys? I don't know. I um, mean, they're building a six-man rotation to sign Shohei Otani. <laughs> and the reason that we haven't heard anything about it is because Shohei Otani doesn't want anyone to know when he meets with teams. Mosaic like, works in the dark. He does work in the dark. So we'll see. I'm, I'm guessing by the time we talk next, there'll be more news. But next time we'll be talking to Trevor Rosenthal. So you guys can look forward to that. We've got He's coming back. We're resigning. Yeah, that we'll announce on the podcast. Trevor Rosenthal's back, and they're actually going to let. Awesome finally going to let him start too. He's going to be the seventh wow. man on the rotation. How and, how legit wow. would that be? Though that'd be so that sick. would be so fun. Um, well, I mean, hey, if if they sign Sunny Gray this week, okay, there will be an emergency Sunny Gray. <laughs> I can promise true. that. Yeah, Even if it's just Sandy, we'll pull it off. It will just happen. be me. I will talk <laughs> for forty minutes about how excited I am. And how quickly I'll buy my Sunny Gray jersey. <laughs> Our Lids affiliate link in the description below. Yeah. City Connect jerseys coming this year. So you can get your Lance Lynn or Kyle Gibson, Kyle Gibson one if you want. I'm sure they'll be on clearance the second they even start. <laughs> but anyways. Hey, you know what? I'll buy a Lance Lynn jersey if he's any good in the first half. Like, why not? Why not? Why I'll wear some Lance Lynn old one from like 2015. Yeah. Throwback. Oh, man. What a time, guys. Well, again, always thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, angsting with us. Thank you for screaming into the camera or screaming into your AirPods or whatever with us. Again, let's end on a nice note. It is only Thanksgiving. Not even yet. We're almost there. I don't think Yamamoto celebrates Thanksgiving because he's from Japan. and That's not really a thing over there. So um, he might just sign on Thanksgiving. It's true. So I... There's, there is, uh, there is, there's, there's still time. And Mozilla kept saying, this is just the beginning. There's a lot of off season left. There are more moves to come. What are those moves going to be? Well, we're, James we're going to be here for that. So stop it, Andrew. No. Here, last, last thing. Like, just give me, you don't have to explain it all. Just give me a number. How many more transactions, like real moves will the Cardinals make? I'll count both these as real moves. <laughs> so how more. many more? I'll say three, three more. I think four. Four. Okay. Yeah. Two starters, two relievers. Yeah. I think Which they also, they, I think um, Wilkin Rodriguez. So that's a, like, the, I mean, you could, that's I don't not know, a real, real move. move. That's a minor league deal. Yeah. But I think, like, I think that they shoot a shot like that because they're hoping he can yeah. make the bullpen. So, yeah. like, I think, like, if they keep doing small things like that, too, I think, it, I think it's really three, three guys on major league contracts. They might do some more small darts like Jordan that. Hicks is our third starter. Oh, boy. All right. Anyways. Well, thanks again, guys. Appreciate you listening. We'll see you guys Sunday with Trevor.